Another edition of the Metrospective. Pete McCarthy along with Tim Britton. And Tim, the 60-game schedule is out. It has been released by Major League Baseball for these New York Mets. And, and we've discussed in recent episodes just how how weird this whole season is and some of the scary aspects of the coronavirus and Major League Baseball's preparations and a number of players around the sport complaining about uh, the slowness of the tests and things of that nature. But, you know, when the schedule comes out, you actually start to look at it and start to think of some baseball things of how this is going to play out. Yeah, you know, the, the schedule coming out is one of my favorite days of the season because as a baseball reporter, uh, you start to think about the road trips you want to make uh, and, and the different parks you're going to get to see. Uh, when I worked at the Providence Journal, uh, the other reporter I worked with, we split the beat up. We would do a road trip draft, like schedules out at 3 o'clock at 3.30. We're in the back of the press room drafting our road trips for the next season. Um, and this, it's not quite that, obviously, because <laughs> we're not thinking about going on the road. And, and as fans, you're not thinking about which games you want to go to. But it, it is really nice to see uh, games on a calendar and to say, oh, on on Friday, July 24th, I can sit back and I can watch the Mets at four in the afternoon. And it, I can imagine that possibility uh, in a way that, that you couldn't. It's, it's more concrete now than it was uh, just earlier in the day. And the Mets will open up the season against the Atlanta Braves. And this is where it still kind of falls into this gray area when you start discussing the impact of the pandemic on the season where you think about, oh, facing the Braves right off the bat, tough team won the uh, division a year ago, but also a team that is now going to be without Nick Markakis, who has opted out of the season, without Felix Hernandez, Freddie Freeman uh, is suffering symptoms from the coronavirus, so I suppose he's a question. And this is that balance between, you know, do we do we analyze the game in that way or kind of stay away from that? But I, you know, you have to at least acknowledge it uh, that you know, look, uh, the, the Braves are are not a team that you would think is going to be at at full strength really at any point this year now. Yeah, you know, the Mets open seven of their first 11 games are against the Braves. They only play them three times after August 3rd. So if you want to do the regular schedule analysis, uh, clearly that's beneficial to the Mets. The problem is you're, you're doing that kind of schedule analysis. You know, oh, where, where, what are the hard parts of the schedule? What are the easier parts of the schedule? Really not knowing what any individual team is going to look like at any given point, uh, what uh, what you know, whether we'll still be playing at any given point, whether there will have to be postponements or anything like that. So it is it is this weird balance between, uh, you know, there, there's kind of a nihilism to they're not even going to play this year. Why even bother to the other side of it where you kind of to- try to totally ignore what's going on and, and analyze it like it's just a normal baseball season. And, and you try to find that middle ground where you acknowledge that uh, it's really weird to talk about Freddie Freeman having uh, symptoms of a virus that's killed so many people in the United States and how that might benefit the 2020 New York Mets. Yes. Yes. Now I feel bad for even bringing it up. But this is, no, this is this is a balance, and it's going to be a balance that we're going to have to get used to because this is going to be part of the discussion, I, I think, all year. And I suppose in the case of the Mets, thankfully, they're a team – you know, not dealing with a a whole lot of this, right? As far as we know, it was one player on the 40-man roster tested positive, but everybody has been there at camp and has worked out at some point now. Uh, And 
there are no players that are saying, look, I, I don't feel great about this. As much as there have been problems at other camps, and uh, Chris Bryant to the Cubs has spoken out, Sean Doolittle of the Nationals, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers as well, said that he's not confident in MLB's testing. You, you haven't heard those kinds of uh, votes of non-confidence uh, from any of the Mets players to this point. It's been smooth sailing as far as this can be uh, for a few weeks. Yeah, it's it's really strange because you're seeing uh, these quotes coming out from other training camps like you mentioned, uh, and there's, there's very few optimistic ones from players. Uh, I, I think players are justifiably concerned about the pace of testing and getting results back, about the number of guys who are testing positive or have to be held out of camp or the workouts that need to be postponed because of various factors. And with the Mets, it's like none of that is going on, you know. They haven't had anyone uh, test positive or have to be held out of workouts, as far as we can tell, uh, because of intake testing. Uh, you know, they, they have a couple coaches who aren't there. Chili Davis is working remotely, at least at the start of the season. And bench coach Hensley Mullins isn't there yet, and they, they haven't said why or why not. Uh, but the expectation from, from the New York Post, according to Mike Puma, is that he'll be there eventually this week. You know, everything seems like it's about as normal as it can be. And that's a weird dissonance when you're, you're covering the Mets. And it seems like, you know, kind of hell is breaking out everywhere else. And the Mets, it's just, it's just, nor it's fine. You know, everything, you know, Brandon Nimmo said today, said, said Monday, that he was had 100% conviction that this can work. Uh, and that is completely different from Mookie Betts saying, I can't really say I have confidence that this is going to work. Uh, so it's just a, a weird, uh, weird difference between how, how things are going for the Mets right now and how they seem to be going for like 27 of the other 29 teams. That optimism also very on brand for Brandon Nimmo. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't expect him to be the guy. I don't know if this is going to work, guys. You know, <laughs> he's, he's usually pretty chipper and on the positive end of things. It is beach season, fellas. And yeah, they're open now. The sun is shining and the bushes must be tamed. And you got to do a little trimming, a little manscaping. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Do it right in the shower, no mess. It's the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You don't need any of that. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a below-the-belt toner that's designed to give you a little pep in your step and smell great. Subscribe to the Perfect Package and get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. And for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is $39 value added, and the patented high-performance reduced shaping Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-shaping Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. 
Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get unlimited free follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com Mets for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com Mets for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Uh, getting back to the schedule a little bit, something that jumped down to me. I always like to look at the off days, especially early on in the schedule, how that plays out. Typically, you play opening day, then you have that next day off, or at least after the home opener. Uh, that has been customary because of the tickets in case there is a rain out. And that's obviously not a factor here. So you look at the Mets schedule. They have one day off the first 31 days of the season. So they're going to play half of the schedule, half of the regular season with one day off, 30 games in 31 days. That would be a tough stretch at any point during a normal year. Forget about a season where you're still going to have pitchers being stretched out when the season begins, and you're probably lucky if you get six innings from any of your starters the first couple of times around the rotation. And now you're going to play 30 games in 31 days right off the bat, right? Usually you don't need a fifth starter for the first couple of weeks of the season. And now you're being thrust into a a pretty brutal stretch with all of the complications around it and a pitching staff that, again, just isn't going to be stretched out. Yeah, like I haven't been able to look at every other team's schedule to see if this was just... Major League Baseball wanting teams to have as many off days in September as possible to reschedule certain games. You know, rainouts aren't as big a deal in terms of of fan base and tickets. Uh, Like, you know, you mentioned opening day. You always want people pay more for opening day. They want to go to the first game. So you have to have that day off after opening day. But, you know, say say the 24th or 25th against the Braves is rained out. You still have to make up that game at some point. And that's, you know, you can maybe do it in September when the Braves are back or, uh, you know, I, I wonder how much of keeping September open is, is a major league wide policy, but well, for the Mets, yeah. I'm looking you, at the Yankees schedule and I would think that would be comparable. And there are some oddities for them because they start on the 23rd rather than the 24th. So they get the bonus day off there. Uh, but then they have two days off the week of August 10th. So they, they play a couple of weeks straight without a day off, but it, it doesn't seem to be quite as front-loaded as the Mets schedule. Yeah, I, I don't think it's possible to be more front-loaded than 30 no. and 31. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's what, 13, day off, 17. Uh, and there are, there is some travel in there. You know, the Mets, I think those it's they're only two um, plane trips early. You know, they go to Atlanta. That's... Atlanta, Miami are as far as the Mets are traveling, and they they make both of those trips in that 30 and 31 stretch. You know, Boston, Washington, Philly, Baltimore. I guess Toronto is also a flight. You know, who knows where they're going to be playing for sure. Um, But everything else is kind of a a simpler trip than going all the way down to, to Atlanta and Miami, and those trips are early also. So I think it is, we will have a good sense of who the Mets are 
when they finish that uh, that first series with the Yankees on August 23rd, that halfway point for them in the season, because they'll have a, a fair amount more off days after that point uh, for the last uh, last month plus. And if it's like it's been recently with these thunderstorms uh, rolling in seemingly once a day, uh, I guess they would just be rain delays, not necessarily rain out, but uh, we'll see if they put some of those days to use later on in the year in September. But give me an idea, Tim. You've been now back at the ballpark and, and showing up to City Field. I've jogged by it a few times. So I knew it was still there, uh, but I haven't uh, exactly jumped inside of it yet. W- what is it like at these workouts as you have players social distancing, and I'm sure there aren't a whole lot of people in the stadium, just some media, a few staff, the bare essentials. Uh, how would you describe them? Yeah, you know, it's it's a weird experience. Like, I'm taking a cab to the ballpark rather than the subway. The cab actually takes longer most of the time <laughs> than just taking the subway from my apartment. Uh, and it gets a little frustrating that way, um, just to try to be a little bit safer. Um, and then, you know, you're, you're coming in and you have to get your, your temperature taken. You have to answer questions. You know, it's, it's weird uh, when a, a PR staffer is like, have you had headaches in the last two weeks? Like, you know, I might have had an unrelated headache. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't track these things. Um, and, you, you know, you have to talk about whether you run into people who might have COVID-19 or, or have reason to believe they might have it. Uh, and then you have to follow like a very prescribed route to get to the press box and you cannot leave the press box. You can't go outside to make a phone call, can't go outside to do a one-on-one interview that you've set up. Everyone else can hear you uh, in, in the press box. We are distanced in there. And then, you know, you look down on the field and most of it looks pretty normal. The, the, the coaches are wearing masks. That obviously is different than normal. Uh, and the way the field is set up, you've got home plate. Uh, or additional home plates in right field in the, at the warning track, left field at the warning track, along the third baseline in foul territory for guys to do different types of workouts. You know, they've clearly uh, changed the way the field is set up to, to tailor it to uh, more workouts going on at any given time. Uh, but it is nice to just hear and see baseball going on again. And, and when they're doing kind of live batting practice or a sim game the way they have the past couple of days, you can start to imagine what it might be like when it's when it's actual uh, game action, although it's still weird without fans there. You know, even in spring training, you have fans kind of around uh, the workouts. They're workout adjacent. Uh, it's it will be very strange when the game is meaningful and there isn't that energy in the crowd. And you you kind of get that sense already because the sim game feels a certain way in an empty ballpark, and and players are used to that, and I'm used to seeing that. It's going to be really different when it's Ronald Acuna stepping into the box to face Jacob Degrom rather than Tomas Nito. Well, give me one baseball-related observation from what you've been able to see. Yuenes Cespedes looks pretty good. Um, I, it's, I think it's dangerous to extrapolate too much from what we've seen so far. Uh, I did not expect to see him playing the outfield already. Uh, we haven't seen him do a whole lot in the outfield, but the very fact that he's been out there uh, I think is a positive at the same time, you know, the Mets have had Tony DeFrancesco playing the outfield in sim games and Gary DeSarcina playing third. So they're not exactly taking these defensive positions super seriously at the moment. But it is nice to at least see him out there. You know, he took a round of BP the other day that was interesting. He hit one ball into the upper deck, one ball into the second deck in left field, popped the next three into the screen, then hit another one into the second deck in left field. Uh, and you can kind of see that being the way his season goes, where when he gets when he makes contact, he's going to hit it a, far, a long way. Uh, but there might be some some swings and misses and some pop ups in between. But I think he's 
probably, you know, if you're a Mets fan and there's something you want to get excited about, what's happened so far, getting excited about Yuan Cespedes and bringing that right-handed bat back into the middle of your lineup is is probably the best thing. Michael Conforto backed that up. Said Cespedes uh, looks like a beast out there. So uh, some some positives for the Mets in the beginning of this odd summer training uh, experiment, whatever you want to call it. And while <laughs> there seems to be chaos in so many other camps, not so much to this point with the New York Mets. So uh, we'll have our next podcast Friday morning. Pleasure, Tim. Adios, Pete.